Hi again, welcome back, and happy Thanksgiving to my Canadian listeners. I'm Jesse D, a master's candidate in ecology and evolution, and an avid open-world RPG gamer. If you're listening to this episode on or before October 14th, please send out good vibes for my thesis defense, and next time we meet, I'll be done my master's. I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Gamer's Guide to Ecology, where I play popular open-world RPGs from an ecological perspective. On today's episode of Gamer's Guide to Ecology, I talk about my first impression of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, specifically the landscapes, aquatic environments, and disappointing state of animals in the game. As a bit of an update, I found a full-time job, so I'll unfortunately no longer be able to stream regularly on Twitch. I want to thank my viewers for interacting with me during streams and in the chat and supporting me through the last few months. I loved having you stop by. Assassin's Creed Odyssey was published in 2018 by Ubisoft and is the 11th installment in the Assassin's Creed universe. The game takes place around 450 BCE in Greece. At the beginning of the game, you're given a choice to play as one of two heroes, Alexios or Cassandra. Both stories are the same though, regardless of your choice. The plot follows your chosen hero, whom are presumed dead, as they uncover the truth about their former family's past and present. Both heroes are accompanied by an eagle companion named Icaros. In comparison to other Assassin's Creed games, Odyssey has better free-running and less snappy character movement. The water and swimming mechanics have also been improved on. The item crafting and upgrading of equipment is different from previous games, but similar to Origins in that you can both find new armor and gear or upgrade it. Fans of Assassin's Creed Black Flag will also be happy to hear that nautical combat is back, along with sea shanties. The terrain on the in-game topographical map starts out grey, and as you explore more areas, the map features appear and the map is given color. I thought this was a nice improvement to the Fog of War style map in Origins, although both games have topographical maps. In comparison to previous Assassin's Creed games, Odyssey feels more like a true RPG style because you can select dialogue options for your character during cutscenes. This allows you to better connect with your character because you feel directly connected to and involved in their decisions, and less like the observer inside the animus. It also has multiple possible endings. Assassin's Creed Odyssey features eight huntable legendary animals, and a few other animals like sheep, cows, dogs, buzzards, jellyfish, and sharks. I wouldn't call the animal graphics revolutionary in this game, nothing compared to the detail in Red Dead Redemption 2. In fact, the layers or details or skins or whatever of most of the animals in the game feels very secondary. For instance, when you dive underwater, the fish that appear around you are very one-dimensional. The pier is basically a moving, flat picture that don't have the right edges or something. They just look bad. Same goes for the dogs. Honestly, it took me a while to figure out what sort of animal the dogs were supposed to be. They have stiff tails and weird posture, and for a while I thought there were big cats running around the town until one of them barked at me. They just move weird. I don't know, I can't explain it. The behavior of other animals is kind of weird too. For instance, when the herd animals run away from a player, they accelerate in a very unrealistic way that almost feels like the developers sped up their retreat so you couldn't walk into a herd of ibexes and kill one of them with your sword. This game is definitely missing the feeling that the animals actually belong in the game and that the people are the intruders. It felt very artificial, which is unfortunate given that Assassin's Creed 3 got a great remaster around the same time that this game came out, and it actually turned into the best Assassin's Creed game so far in my opinion. 
You can really tell that the focus of this game was the development of the human players, the storyline, the script, and the voice acting. The textures of the natural world are uninspiring up close, and some of the plants even have that one-dimensional appearance that I mentioned earlier. What this game does really well, though, is the human texture. Every person has realistic eyes, facial features, unique fabric and clothing textures, and genuine conversational gesturing. It's really a great experience for those who love RPGs. You can choose what to say in most conversations, and a lot of those choices matter to the way that the story plays out. The architecture and landscape cinematics of the game are very well done, and as always, it's incredible to be able to sit in your own living room and visit famous monuments and ancient ruins. Succession of the Natural World has reclaimed a lot of the ancient structures, both on land and in the water, which is great to see depicted. As mentioned in the last episode, the game makes clear the scars that the feats of human achievement have left on the surrounding environment. Most towns, villages, and cities are surrounded by tree stumps and farmland. The game is more violent and vulgar than previous Assassin's Creed games, and is best reserved for mature audiences. I think the new fighting style and RPG-heavy focus make the game an attractive piece for a lot of gamers, but the only real way you can interact with animals in the game is by killing or taming them, and for me that's a real shame. Although the stunning cinematics and landscape views do make up for it a little, I end up giving this game 3.5 pieces of Eden out of 5. Sorry. That's all for today. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not share it with a friend? You can find me on Twitter at DahanJ and send any feedback or questions you have about the show or games that I'm playing. Thanks so much for listening today. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on whichever platform you're listening and download new episodes as they come out. I'm also part of a Patreon group called Scientific Canada, and by supporting us on Patreon, you can help me buy more open world and RPG games and keep making episodes about in-game ecology. Thanks for tuning in. Hope to catch you next time. Podcast art is by Lara LeBlanc, theme music is called Rain Song by Brett Eagleston, and you can hear more of his music at bretteagleston.bandcamp.com. Bandcamp.com.